Welcome everybody, and we are going to change our style a little bit today. Instead of opening with a question, I want to open with an apology and a thank you. Now, to make sure everybody knows you're at the right place in podcast world, this is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. The apology and thank you are related to the fact that there was no podcast last week, and that was related to two major celebrations, um, one personal, one global. Uh, the personal, the wedding of our son Yeshaya uh, to his wife, his new wife Devora, uh, with whom we were celebrating both the wedding, Shavar Brachos, spent a wonderful Shabbos with her family in Lakewood, New Jersey, and back here in Cincinnati now to actually complete the Shavar Brachos week tonight here in Cincy. And thank you relates to all the well-wishers who did know that was happening and were sending all types of Mazel Tov greetings and wishes. Uh, the um, second celebration was that back-to-back with that was the fact that I was sitting on Wednesday last week at about this time um, in MetLife Stadium uh, in northern New Jersey with 93,000 other Jews who were there to celebrate the international completion of the Dafyomi cycle, the page a day. It takes seven and a half years to finish Talmud at a full page per day. If you <laughs> did not see the incredible footage of that experience in MetLife Stadium and the scores of other celebrations happening around the world, Melbourne, Australia, and South Africa, and in Israel, and the stadium in Tel Aviv, and in the convention center in Jerusalem, and in Chicago, and in Brooklyn, New York, and in California, if you did not see any of that, just search Siyum. Siyum is the word for the completion. S-I-Y-U-M. Search the word uh, Siyum and either MetLife Stadium or Talmud, and I'm sure they'll come up with an enormous amount of images and video, and it was quite an experience. But, to get ourselves back on track this week, I'd like to look at a fascinating lesson, I believe, uh, related to our upcoming Parsha of Vayechi, the closing Parsha of the entire book of Rashi's of Genesis. And in this Parsha, Yaakov, Jacob, realizes he's about to die, and he asks his son Yosef, Joseph, to do him chesed ve'emes, a kindness and a truth. Now, what he asks him to do is to see to it that he will be buried back in Israel rather than being buried forever in Egypt. Jacob wants that his body be brought back to the land of Israel, to be buried in the famed cave in Hebron where uh, Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, and what will become uh, Yaakov, soon to be there, together with his wife Leah. Yaakov is asking for that favor of burying me there back in Israel. He also asks him to swear that he will do so. And some understand that that's what the word MS is related to, to turn it into a truth, to turn it into, rather than being just a favor, but to lock it in place by swearing so that he'll no choice but to do this, turn it into a truth rather than a favor. And some look at this and find it rather peculiar that aren't you kind of reducing the chesed component? Aren't you detracting from the degree to which the favor is a favor? Aren't you reducing the element of kindness involved if you turn it into a contractual relationship? It's something that I must do, well, then it's no longer the heart. It's no longer the emotions. It's no longer the passion. It's no longer the, the, the drive, the kindness, the giving. 
it became, okay, fulfillment of a technical requirement that I must do. Are you not detracting from the chesed part when you lock it in to that emes part, to that issue of maintaining the veracity of this obligation? The famed Dubna Magid, uh, contemporary of the Volnagon, who was famed for his capacity to explain Torah concepts through analogy and metaphor, uh, describes as follows. He describes a situation that somebody would really like to do a favor for somebody else. Um, you'd like to give somebody a loan. Uh, you really feel that you could help them get out and get their, you know, get started in a business. You have the capacity, thank God, to share with them a nice amount of, of financial help that will get them off the ground, not a gift as a loan. But, as you are planning to do this, you realize that there are other parties that when you mention this to, they kind of might dampen your that motivation. And again, you have the full right to do this, but let's say you have a spouse who you know, will start challenging, you know, why you know, that's a lot of money, sure, and I'll like, like go of that much money right now, tie it up. You may have a parent uh, who will look at you as kind of, that was a kind of curious move on your part. They'll challenge your business wisdom and having uh, turned that much over money over on this venture. Um, you may have a child who is eager to get that inheritance, uh, whether they're making it uh, vivid and clear that that's their challenge against you or not, but that they'll start uh, challenging why you're giving up that much funds right now and locking it away you may have colleagues, business partners, that when it's mentioned, when word gets out that you did this major favor, not everybody will look so favorably at that favor, and they'll challenge you, and you realize that that puts you at risk of failing to follow through. That you want to do this, you really think it's right, but you realize you may kind of lose some of that oomph and some of that uh, energy driving you in that direction when others start looking at you cynically and challenging you. So what you do is you draw up a document indicating you're planning on doing this, getting the document signed, sealed, notarized, whatever you need to do to lock in place that you're going to have to follow through. You're not getting in the way of chesed. You are securing the chesed. You want to make sure you can follow through on what you want to do. You want to be that giver. And you are trying to take away the potential barrier against your giving. You're trying to prevent somebody from pulling the plug on that act of giving. So that's no way a reduction of chesed. It's not a a reduction of kindness, of giving, of caring. It is a bold act of securing that in place. If you think about it in the um, context of a wedding, uh, we have every groom um, give a ketubah, a kasubah, which is really an IOU. It's a guarantee that should I, God forbid, die, or should we be divorced, you will be taken care of. We don't consider that a challenge to the love. We consider that an indication of the love. Is it romantic? Is it, you know, it's not a light, fluffy moment. Um, maybe it is because people don't realize what the kasuba actually is. But if you really understand what's happening, it's not, it, it may not be romantic by the Western measure of romance, but again, romance is not a word that ever exists in a Torah jargon. There's no Hebrew for romance. Uh, because we have love, ahava. Love is rooted in have and giving. In my capacity, in my wanting to give to you, and I develop my love by giving to you, and in my securing that I'm going to give, my locking in place an obligation to give, that is securing 
love, not detracting from love, and hence it is an act of kindness and of giving and of caring. Back in our Parsha, says the Dubna Magid, Jacob realized that Yosef might have a problem when after Jacob would die and the Pharaoh starts challenging Yosef, what? You're going to want to now take off time to go up to Israel and, and bury your father over there and it would be so honorable to have your father buried over here and I would put him right next to the palace or next to the royal burial gardens and there could be challenges, either actual challenges or at least uh, kind of the, um, the dampening of Yosef's um, readiness to do this, the dampening of his eagerness to do this. And therefore he says, let's make it an MS, let's make it locked in place as a truth, that you must do this because you've sworn to me to secure that the chesed will actually happen. This Dubna Magid's lesson that sometimes making something that was a beautiful, lofty act of chesed, but securing it through what others would challenge as being, oh, it's like more now mundane, you, you've deflated it, but that really is the chesed, and making sure that it will happen, even if it is less, um, you know, it's less light and fluffy and, and um, elevating, and uh, you know, it just doesn't feel as chesed-like any longer because it's in the MS mode, but we are securing that chesed, and that's the greatest chesed. Fascinating letter uh, in the back of a work called Sweet Aish. Sweet Aish is a, a set of responsa by Holocaust survivor Rabbi Echil Weinberg, a, a European Rosh Hashiva, brilliant, brilliant scholar and writer, and he has a long essay about the role of clergy in the eyes of the Torah. And he has a piece there within this uh, long essay where he deals with the issue of love your neighbor like yourself. The beautiful of Yahav Talareach HaKamocha primary rule of the Torah, love your neighbor like yourself. And he describes how the early Christian scholars were so upset, so frustrated with rabbinic scholars for their attitude on love your neighbor like yourself. Because to these early Christian scholars, love your neighbor like yourself was understood as meaning love your neighbor as yourself. How do you do that? Love them. How did the rabbis look at this verse? The rabbis took this verse and they made a series of checklists. Okay, we'll have one category called um, visiting the sick. And here are the proper times to visit the sick. And here's what to do when you visit the sick. And here's how to pray for the sick. And then we'll have a category called um, comforting the mourner. And we'll have a regiment. We'll have when to, to comfort them and how to comfort them and what's appropriate or not before the funeral, what's only appropriate after the funeral. And what should the house of mourning look like and what kind of um, uh, behavior should be going on over there. And then they'll have tzedakah. And they'll have a checklist, a prioritization of how much of your, of your funds, of your income, should be given to tzedakah. And how should you prioritize between people who are Torah scholars versus the non-Torah scholar within your community versus outside of your community, in Israel versus outside of Israel. A series of categories and checklists under each category. And the early Christian scholars said, you're taking this beautiful, lofty message of love your neighbor like yourself, and you're reducing it to these dry, regimented lists of rules. And our response was, and is, and always has been, and always will be, you can talk the talk all day long. You can take love your neighbor as yourself and make 
love your neighbor bumper stickers and sweatshirts and and screensavers and you have every uh, every surround yourself with a concept but if you don't have a list of rules and regulations you can talk the talk all day long and never actualize it how do you know you've ever done it and how often we'll have situations where the person can talk tzedakah, 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 and have given away 3% of his earnings and gotten nowhere near the Torah's 10% line, ideally 20%, but that's a different discussion. But the, you can talk the talk if you don't have in place some guidelines and some ways of, of verifying that I'm actually meeting the test of the guidelines. You can have shiva houses that have no relationship with the Torah's view on, uh, Torah's attitude on mourning, and you can have uh, people who can talk about being charitable and have it be totally disconnected from actually ever happening or something happening that's in no way meeting any reasonable system of prioritization and simply miss the boat. So yes, we have concepts of chesed, but we want to have an MS test. We want to have a way of turning it into MSB it's going to happen because of security it's going to happen, again, through committing, by again drawing up this contract, committing, in the case of Yosef, by swearing to his father, committing to ourselves by creating some type of a, a analysis, an annual look back um, at our situation, have we accomplished. And another element of that MS is having these checklists, having a system of knowing what are the guidelines that determine that I actually have done that chesed. We have chesed relative to others, and if you want to secure that it happens, it often pays to have something in place to make sure it's going to happen. I want to be there for somebody else. If I've mentioned it when, when coaching, we often talk about the fact that one of the steps of the tachlis system, or A of the word tachlis, is accountability. So if I'm accountable to somebody, if there's somebody who knows I'm supposed to be doing this, then it's much more likely to happen. And therefore, if we have mentioned to someone else about our plans to get involved with the project, to volunteer for a program, once we've told somebody else, it's a little bit embarrassing to not follow through. So we have that element. Um, it's not only, though, the chesed to others. When it comes to chesed to ourselves, when it comes to the favors we should be doing to ourselves... I want to get myself on track and be it with an issue of our spiritual side of ourselves, our physical side, our health, our diet, our exercise, our uh, relationships. We have the chesed, those things that we... I really feel I should do this for myself. I want to give myself this favor, this boost. Adding the MS component, making myself more accountable to it. I have others who now know about my plans to do this. I was actually talking to a, a group of seniors the other day, and we're dealing with the issue of how hard it is to follow through. Your doctor's told you you need to avoid product A, B, or C. And you really need to avoid this. And you're at an affair, and that's exactly what they're serving. And you're about to go take that slice, and inside you feel, hmm, doctor told me, but okay, it's just once, and okay, I've got a year to go till I'm back in the doctor's office anyway. But if you told your husband or wife, or sister, brother, parent, child, best friend, hostess, if you've told somebody else that that product's really, really not a good idea for me to have, and they notice you going over and about to cut yourself that slice, oh, huh, what about that diet you, you told me about? 
you've made yourself much more likely to be successful when if somebody else who's going to be taking note, and when you know that somebody else is going to be taking note, that that accountability um, simply makes it more likely to happen in every aspect of commitments to ourselves, again, certainly to others, but even to ourselves, uh, we want to follow through, making an MS, making something beyond the favor. I, I, even something I put up in my refrigerator, uh, on, my, on my bulletin board, the reminder on my phone, something that's going to beep and tell me, hey, uh, did you follow through, did you do it? Um, that gets a step in that direction. And again, each of us can find our own personal ways to secure. But again, the more accountable we are to ourselves and to others, the more likely we will follow through. So, takeaway over here, this chesed and MS, as we are thankfully often involved in being on the lookout to do chesed for others, finding those opportunities that uh, are going to secure that the chesed actually happens, and not listening to the little voice that says, oh, you're reducing it to be a mundane checklist. No, the opposite. I'm securing that I'm going to be that giver, even if, again, feels less lofty, or maybe uh, it feels less uh, in the moment and less passionate about it, less volunteerism because I've secured it's going to happen. But that's the real measure of of the chesed is that I'm securing that's going to happen. That's just the real measure of am I the personality that is chesed-focused. If I am locking in place that will happen, that is a far more significant step than um, you know, just trying to find ways to keep feeling light and fluffy and, and, and give, you know, giving and cheery about it. Um, if I'm really chesed-focused, I want to make sure it's going to happen. And so too, with our commitments to ourselves, finding those ways to make sure it will happen, being more accountable, uh, you know, charting it out, getting others involved and in, in taking note, will make it happen. Let's do that. We will ultimately be the greater recipients, uh, the beneficiaries of the fact that we follow through with those commitments to ourselves. Uh, all those that are surrounding us will be the beneficiaries that our chesed really ends up happening. And if we do that, we are certainly likely to be getting one step closer to achieving our tachlis.